Brewers finally lost, sadly, in spring training. I was hoping they'd go an undefeated campaign in spring, but uh, alas, they did fall to the White Sox yesterday, uh, four to three. RJ, how was it hearing that uh, on the radio? Doesn't it feel good to just hear baseball on the radio? Yeah, you know, uh, early afternoon, just being able to hear, like like you were saying earlier, the birds, dude, the sights and sounds of of the ballpark, and then hearing Uke's voice. Yeah. Like, it, it's awesome. And I was telling Rowdy um, about being in Maryville, how they have, like, like, a really bad bird problem out there. Like, if you go oh, to this. Oh, yeah, and your, your explanation like of birds. Maryville is spot on. Went there once yeah. for a uh, a spring training game, and then it turned into, yeah, we'll just follow the Brewers to every other, yeah. uh, every other park they play at. Cause, the park's beautiful. Yeah. But well, outside I, of it? I went before little, the remodel, so I... Haven't seen the remodel. Well, I was before the remodel. Well, I was, I was, I mean, they it, remodeled some of it. Yeah, it wasn't a bad park. Yeah. Um, but when you look around the surrounding area, it, so. you're like, this is a crown jewel compared to what the hell is around here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like, so like every other ballpark is either in the middle of nowhere or in a nice area of uh, the greater Phoenix area. Yeah. Uh, and then Maryvale's in the middle of... It's not, it's not, ter- it's not terrible. I just wouldn't but, like... But you're right. It's like rim shop, pawn shop... Liquor store. Liquor store. Cash advance. Cash advance. Repeat, yeah. repeat, repeat. Whereas other places, like, it's it's in the middle of a condo complex. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's in the middle of... Uh, there's a shopping mall to, to yeah. the left, and then well, a whole Phoenix bunch of restaurants. No, it's not, yeah. but, like, it's... You, like good you can year. really focus on baseball there. Right. You can really focus on Because they're staying right there. <laughs> <laughs> you really focus on baseball right They're all there. staying in Scottsdale. And you try they, not they, to get they, dive yeah. bombed by the birds. When they, go, they go out in Scottsdale where uh, Scottsdale's fun. Not going to yeah, lie. Yeah, it is. I, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> and I know Bill Michaels have talked about it before, and I've been out there as well. There's this Packer bar in the middle of the desert. It's like 20 minutes away. It's in the middle of nowhere. You're like in the desert, and then here's this oasis of a Packers bar. <laughs> it's pretty damn cool. Uh, but yesterday, uh, besides spring training, we have uh, arbitration. Nine of the ten players uh, have agreed, um, didn't need an arbitrator. So, Rowdy, when it comes to getting all this done, I mean, you don't want unhappy players coming into the season, right? Um, Adrian Hauser's the only one that needs an arbitrator, but we'll probably figure that out quickly but when you have nine of the ten agreeing right away a good sign for the milwaukee brewers yes rowdy man yeah i'd say a hundred percent and the reason with that is well one the the brewers they can't shell out long-term contracts like i saw some people being upset were like oh why didn't they why didn't they sign josh Hader to a long-term extension because uh you know some of the beat reporters were talking about how Hey, the Brewers came to an agreement with Josh Hader on a one-year deal. Or, hey, they came to a one-year deal with Corbin Burns. That's how arbitration works. The next, what, two more seasons after this next one, Corbin Burns is going to be arbitration eligible. So every single year, technically it's a new contract, even though he's under contract for three more years, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And Um, and the Brewers aren't going to be pushing to sign these guys for big-time money. Because they don't have to. Yeah. And and remember, we're already talking about a team that cries about how much they're spending because they're small market. <laughs> and when they spent $136 million in 2019. We were broke. It's supposed yeah, to be spent. They were broke and didn't have any money. Don't well, question us. Now, this is a way that the Milwaukee Brewers 
can and did give their their uh, players a little bit more money to kind of keep them a little bit happier, but they didn't have to saw, uh, sign those long term deals like the like if you look at Corbin Burns right now, he just won a Cy Young. Yeah, he had that sixty game season where he should have been in the mix for Cy Young if he recorded another out or two. And if he was on the open market, he's a guy signing for probably close to twenty million dollars. So yeah, Corbin Burns, what did he get? Six point five million. Yeah, and like his and what did we get on the open market? It probably closer to 20 if he was a free agent right now. Yeah. But like the uh, the Brewers ended up giving him about $500,000 over what he was projected to make in arbitration. So he'd have to be happy just because how baseball is set up. And this is what the players were fighting over with the arbitration eligibilities and the money is he still made over $500,000 more than what he was going to. So Burns sees that as a win because there was no way he was going to get any more money without them saying, yeah, we'll agree to this. Uh, same thing with Woodruff. Woodruff made over $300,000 more than what he was projected. Yeah, Woody got $6.8 million. And then... Uh, what do you think Woody would get on the open market, Rowdy? Him and Burns are probably 10. both close to... Burns is probably around 20, and, and Woody right now is probably in the upper teens. There you go. Yeah. That was way off. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so, yeah, Woody, 6.8. Burns, 6.5. Isn't it crazy that they got a Cy Young Award winner so, for $6.5 million? What do you what do you think in, like, their arbitration next year is going to be like? Well, did you... So, all those guys... they have two more before they're free agents. All, all of those guys who were arbitration eligible last season, I saw a tweet and I believe it was a will salmon tweet. And he was talking about the money that was spent on those players last year. So the group of nine players where they came to agreements with, they combined to make $19.2 million last year. Mm. <laughs> that is now ballooned to about $44.2 million this year. Ooh, ooh, so, I mean, ooh, they ooh, added ooh. quite a bit of salary there, almost $25 million in salary when it comes to arbitration. But if this was a free-for-all in free agency, $20 million to Burns, $17 million to Woody, Willie Adamas is going to make more than four and a half million dollars. Yeah, four point six like, million for Adamas. They're still, even though their salary, their uh, their spending went up about twenty five million due to all these arbitrations. Mm-hmm. That could have easily went over twenty five million by just re-signing Woodruff or Burns to a long term extension. Hater was the most eleven million dollars salary top the Brewers signees yesterday. Yeah, and I think he was projected about ten and a half, so, so he got about a. All, all these players that got their arbitration and signed, the Brewers gave them between two hundred and and five hundred thousand dollars over what they were going to be paid. And all these guys become free agents in twenty twenty five, right? Yes, the majority of them, like Woodruff and and Burns, are under contract through twenty twenty four due yeah. to arbitration. Yeah, yeah. And it, those those numbers are obviously if they continue to pitch the way they're going to pitch. Woodruff and, and Burns' numbers are going to jump up again. So, so would you think it's really this year, next year for making a push here? And then even with a one year left of club control, see, I'm like curious you try to, to get rid of guys or here. because I think you, I think you hold on to your starting pitching the entire next, well, after this year, the entire two years after through yeah, 2024 sure. haters, the one that's, you know, a little bit, what are you going to do? He is by far the best reliever in baseball, is he yeah, not? Absolutely. And he has been for the last two, three years. He's under contract next year with arbitration, and then you're, I'm sure he'll probably be getting paid about $15 million <laughs> yeah. there. But then he's going to hit the open market, and he's going to command over $20 million, 
I'm gonna. I would say right now he would command over twenty million dollars open market as Probably. a closer. So yeah. and he'll be thirty years old. When you yeah. talk about yeah, that's crazy. And when you talk about curious what they're gonna do, the trade then for a Josh Hader before he hits that open market. See, that's the thing. Like, obviously, you're all in this year. That's yeah. been isn't that been following Josh Hader's whole career since he's been good? Right. We gotta but, trade him. We gotta trade it's, him. It's also been because he has been that good. Yeah. And you'll get something good in return. Like every year, people are like, we need to package up Trey, uh, Hater and get something for him. I mean, you don't need to package like, him. You why, can just send or him, him or and just a, him in and general. get a package like, back. Why would you do it? He's the best reliever in baseball. That's well, why. one of the big things is you look at the bullpen. The bullpen's really good again this year. You have yeah. your seven, eight, and nine inning men with mm-hmm. Boxberger being re-signed, Devin Williams obviously coming back from the hand injury, and Josh Hader that'll be there. That looks to be pretty secure. I mean, the bullpen looks pretty solid. Add a couple uh, the real veteran relievers. Is, will Craig Council allow his starters to go six no. innings? No. <laughs> so we're going to see a lot of yelling at four inning outings, ending at 50 pitches? Well, it's only four inning outings if it's Chase Anderson on the mound from <laughs> a couple years ago. But yes, shorter, I'm sure, especially with, the, again, the lockout where they did not have the same type of spring training. They did not have the... Same type of off season because facilities weren't necessarily open to players. So yes, I'm sure they'll use that excuse as why they'll protect these guys yet again. But like hate the hater thing. Okay, you're all in this year. He's on arbitration next year for probably close to 15 million if he continues to pitch as well as he has. Yeah. What do you do then? Are you going to resign him for 20 plus million dollars a year at age 30? Are you because you have to remember think, who do they want to extend? They they have their window for the majority of the players that they have now. That window of their time to win and do it cheaply is 2024. And you know, haters going to be wanting his money, too, because uh, I was reading here in 2020 arbitrators ruled that his salary should be four point one million instead of the six point four that he was looking uh, to get. He did get a little bump, like you said, this year, though, right, yeah. Rowdy? Yeah, and he'll get another one next year if he continues to pitch this way. But it's still, it's never great. going to be close to what he is in the open market. That's right. Hater shared his frustration with what he views as an outdated system that relies on statistics like saves. And, and the other big thing is, <laughs> this was in twenty twenty. What is yeah. Devin Williams going to do? Because he got hit a little hard yesterday in his first appearance in spring training. Now, granted, it's the first appearance of spring training. He's coming off of a broken hand, but that's probably the guy that you think is going to be your closer in waiting. Yeah, he's younger than Hater. He's still under contract through 2025, mm-hmm. so it's easy to just say, "Hey, you're the closer now." And like we've talked about over and over the last couple of years, David Stearns is able to find these veteran relievers that have had good years in the past, but are kind of down on their luck. Yeah, and they start spinning the ball really well. Mm-hmm. I think it's just it'll. We will figure out what they do with Josh Hader. I think. Probably next season. Sure. So David Stearns, yeah. uh, I see the phone lines blowing up. I'll get to you guys one second here. Uh, David Stearns said all of the discussions for the Milwaukee Brewers when it comes to uh, uh, arbitration eligibles revolved around one-year deals for now. Uh, I have comments here from David Stearns. Well, just real quick, there's no need. There's no need to sign the Brandon Woodruffs and the Corbin I Burns. like the one-year deals. Yeah, they're cheaper. Right yeah. now, if they were going to extend them, be money. They would be paying a lot more money. Yeah. And you, you've already seen the Brewers bitching about payroll. Here is uh, Stearns. David, were the discussions all on one-year deals, or were there any wider discussions on any of these guys? At this point, our discussions were all one-year deals. Is it getting to the point, I mean, on some, is it getting to the point to, to where you're comfortable thinking bigger than that? We, we've got a number of very talented players who we would like to keep here for a long time. Um it's not always easy to do that, and um, 
there has to be a desire and a want and um, to some extent it's like, to some extent a give and take on all sides um, and we've been able to do that in certain circumstances and sometimes we haven't but we're always open to it we've got a, we've got a good team um, we've got players who I think enjoy our city enjoy our market um, and where there's opportunity we're, we're open to explore it turns like do you know who you're talking to yeah. I'm the effing man dude real quick I'm I'll the tra- man I'll translate the Mets that want for me. you yeah this is, me? this is the translation. We have a lot of really good young players that we have under contract through arbitration through 2024. We're not eager as a small market team to throw out cash because <laughs> guess what? I already threw out a bunch of money to Christian Yelich. I still have Lorenzo Kane on the books for $17 million. Yeah. We're still paying some of these old veteran guys quite a bit of money. They Let's just ride this out as cheap as possible for as long as possible because we can't spend like the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, phone line's blowing up. I uh, got three in on the Brewers. Now look at this. Let's go in order. Line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, G Dub. What's up, dude? Not much. Are you whispering? Uh, am, am I? You sound quiet. I'm, where, are we on speakerphone? Uh, I got cool. you. I got you ramped up now, buddy. You go, baby. What's on your mind today? Okay. You beautiful so, bastard, you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, Thank you. I didn't know about this bird story in Maryville. Dude, there's birds. So, it's like Alfred Hitchcock's birds out there, man. It's crazy. It looks like a New York subway with all the wires yeah, they got and stuff. Wires and like so all they kinds don't of land like on spikes, them. like on all kinds of stuff, so they don't land I, on them. So I got a story about that, and I didn't know that it was a problem. So me and Jen went out there in like 2015 for in, to check out the birds. We stayed at the Arizona Grand. Hmm. Um, it was in March, and we went to this tiki bar. Ooh. And it was right away when it opened, a bunch of Scotty people sitting around the steaky bar. And we sat and drank for like eight hours. It was like 90 degrees. Beautiful. Beautiful golf course. Yeah. Like, for like eight hours, we sat out there and drank. You probably didn't even feel drunk either because you probably sweated no. out all the booze. Yeah. Exactly. It was my wedding, so, aren't So I cool. started yeah, we noticing. Get me a lot later. We were drunk. We started noticing these birds like <laughs> flying around. And next thing you know, they had come onto the tiki bar. And... In our drunken state, we never we didn't pay attention to them. Next thing I know, I turn around and look at Jen's back, completely covered in birds. <laughs> and I was like, and then it went in her drink. Oh, so there we were, and this was like at the eighth hour. So Uh-oh. there we had, we had like a three hundred dollar bill yeah. paid for, just paid for. Did they charge you for the bird crap? No, but hey. She wasn't happy, but I was. <laughs> well, yeah, you never want, want to be the one that gets crapped on. You want to be the one laughing yeah. at the person who gets crapped on. And your wallet stayed a little heavier. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was happy But about. that bird yeah. was definitely lighter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Rowdy. Yeah. Rowdy. I know, I know you don't want to talk about the Bucks, man, but those guys are legit. Oh, we're going to get into the Bucks today. There was, there was a topic I have of uh, when it comes to maybe a fight. G-Dub. Oh. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, Serge okay. Ibaka and Tristan Thompson almost threw down last night. I would take Serge. Uh, yeah. I've seen that. I've seen the, the, the clip of him and Thanasis. Oh, dude, uh, the, they destroyed the Bulls last night. Without Chris yeah. Middleton, Rowdy's favorite. Yep. Dude, they, they look awesome. They look really good. GW, you're the one that's awesome. We love you, buddy. Thanks, guys. See you, see you homie. And good luck yeah. to the birds. <laughs> Crapped all over his wife. Uh, in order, line two. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, gentlemen. Well, what's up, Wisco Chad? Hey, uh, that 500 million, or, yeah, or, uh, yeah, 500 thousand dollars that they paid um extra to corbin burns does that come out of the arbitration like pool that they have now i'm not sure i don't know how that is how that works 
it, like because that's not a you know like it's only like what is it nineteen million or something like that that arbitration pool for mm-hmm. well here's the thing Chad just money. just to FYI there's Russ Ball and there's Rowdy Ball under the wing of Russ Ball the Packers money man Rowdy has not gotten under the wing of David Stearns yet for baseball season so once Rowdy Stearns comes around we'll let you know he's already kind of coming out though I would say he's getting there he's talking numbers and like I I just I, I wondered if somebody knew Russ and Rowdy Ball soon to be David and Rowdy Stearns. <laughs> <laughs> give, give him give him spring training and he'll be into it because he was doing nothing with baseball yeah. during the lockout. He wasn't allowed to. Yeah. So give him a, give him a little bit. He's going to get a perm so he can look like Jonah Hill. Money ball. <laughs> Money ball. He gets on base. Yeah, he gets on base. I'm going to add about 100 pounds and get a perm. <laughs> there you go. You got to get new well, glasses too. Lose, but then a year later you're going to lose it again and do a Call of Duty ad. Yeah. <laughs> And get then some pretty uh, bad tattoos. Yeah, bad tattoos, and then scream at everyone for uh, not saying, "Don't look at my body," and talk about and maybe it. maybe like some lewds. Oh, definitely yeah. some lewds for Wolf of Wall Street. Got to get some Lude. buck teeth then. Gonna stay away from my cousin though. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I mean, what's what's up, also on your mind, Chad? What's going on, brother? I I, I like the fact that they you know are, are big. Oh, but like it's still this whole big joke about. Owners getting richer, not caring much about the people. And, like, I never felt that way about Anasio, but in the same token, like, crying about money, crying about the stadium district, making you pay for improvements to a stadium that you're driving. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I feel you, Chad. I feel you, dude. I used to, remember, I used to work in that stadium, and, like, I know a little bit, and, like, they had a long-running history of firing people once they were kind of coming close to retirement. Oh, oh so kind of like uh, the Brewers getting rid of people right before they yeah. hit tenure or something. Yeah. And, like, hey, hey there, that's, is that that's why they ended up letting Charlie go? Yep, that's it. <laughs> no, but there there was another that's there was business. another old timer that was pretty cool like that, and like literally a year away from retirement. And like, then you probably no. took his job, you a hole. Hey, we we just fired old Wilmer over here, and now, Chad, you get his job. Okay. But for half the salary. I didn't. But they were, (laughs) you know, like. I didn't. I know some some other professional groundskeepers, and they had a history of running through groundskeepers, and, like, you don't do that in Major League Baseball. Like, the one friend's uncle that's been doing it has been doing it for, like, 15 years. Yeah, you don't do it to the people that are keeping care of the lawn. You do it to the players that are standing on the lawn. Uh, and so, Rowdy, I'd ask you this off air, and I'm just going to say it on air because some inquiring minds. Over under win totals for the Milwaukee Brewers or just Major League Baseball in general, not not out that you've seen? Now, RJ said he found something. Oh! Yeah. Uh, Vegas Insider um, has some 2022 MLB win total odds. Uh, Do you have those handy? But, like, I don't know where they're from, uh, from Vegas Insider. Uh, uh, when plenty of things. uh oh, these are currently on DraftKings apparently. Oh, looky, looky, uh, so, looky! I could feel it in the the ether floating um, around out there. Well, they must have just put these out because I found now all of a sudden this is. I for, literally looked at this this weekend and couldn't find anything like on the fan duels. I could, and some of the I other could feel it floating this, around. This says it's from six days ago, but yeah, like I'm with you. I don't. I don't actually think it was from six days ago. I didn't see like because um, I looked last. I literally week, was looking this briefly. weekend. And I didn't find anything on like the fan duels and some of the other sites that I, you know, yeah. browse. 
I'd be curious here, to see. It's here now on FanDuel. The NL Central over under win totals. Uh, Pittsburgh, 64 and a half. Oof. Los Cubs. Hang on. What do you think about Pittsburgh? No, I'm just saying that's a hell of a lot better than what it was last year. Remember was last year it was in the low 50s? Was it 54? And last year they won 61 games. What? So Pittsburgh's the basement, obviously. You said uh, 64? It's 64 and a half. 64 and a half for Pittsburgh. Okay. Los Cubs, 73 and a half. Ooh. Uh, last year they had won uh, 71 games. So okay. they're lucky, projected. Lucky, to lucky, lucky. Hold on. Two games about better. the wrong people. That's fine. No, 71. Uh, Reds up next. Reds, correct. 76 and a half. Okay. Did that come out before they started selling everybody? I was going to say because I'm looking at uh, FanDuel right now. They have them at 72 and a half. Ooh. Well, and here's a different one. This must be from different sites. Okay. Because there's another one that has win totals here. 74 and a half. I could feel that they had just come out. Like this I could one has feel it out there. The Cubs seventy five and a half. All right, that's so a range. That's right already there. off. Yep. Uh, this also this is the same page. Pittsburgh sixty five and a half. So one game more. And Rod, you got Fanduel up? You said. Yeah, and and on Fanduel right now, Pittsburgh's at sixty four and a half. Cincinnati seventy two and a half. The Cubs are currently at. Let's see here seventy four and a half. And St. Louis is at 84 and a half. Okay. And this what about, one has them at 85 and a half. And what about our Milwaukee Brewers? 89 and a half. Baby! This one is 88 and a half. So call it 89. Yeah, 80. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> so basically, no matter what you're looking at, most of these projections and win totals have the Brewers winning the NL Central by at least five games on the St. Louis Cardinals. And basically showing it. you that the Cubs... The Pirates and the Reds are not really going to be factors in these division. No. And, I mean, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Pittsburgh did all their selling the last couple of years, and they haven't really been relevant since uh, Andrew McCutcheon was an MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, Cincinnati was having a fire sale the last couple of weeks. Yep. The Cubs had their fire sale for the most part last year. Wilson Contreras probably also will get traded this year. Man, do I go bet the Cincinnati Reds under right now because that number is just going to go down? I think if you look at if you look <laughs> at this division and these current rosters, we talked about the three teams that aren't in contention. It's the Cubs, it's the Pirates, and the Reds. Yeah. But it comes down to the two teams of the Milwaukee Brewers and the St. Louis Cardinals. And the St. Louis and, Cardinals always find a way, and I hate it. Yeah, they're, they're always it. good. They'll always find guys that you... Obviously, if you're not following their minor league system, they'll yeah. pull them up out of nowhere and they'll be great. But pretty much everywhere has the Milwaukee Brewers as a five-game favorite to win the Central, which I think on paper with how guys have played in the past, you have to say that the Milwaukee Brewers have to be the favorite. The only thing that should make you a little bit nervous is barring injury. Yeah, mm-hmm. But you, yep. can't, you can't foresee injury coming. And if the Brewers stay healthy, I say they have to be the favorite, and it makes sense for them to be the favorite. But the only thing with last year is the Brewers, we talked about this over and over, and it was like pounding your head against a wall. The Brewers were coasting into the playoffs. The Brewers had such a huge they lead. They were resting on their laurels. They had such a huge lead going into September. Yanni. They didn't have to do much. And St. Louis was the team that was surging. But also, if you remember, St. Louis had a ton of players that were hurt last year. Yeah, they had, yeah. St. Louis's pitching staff was 
decimated with injury. I know Wainwright had a really good throwback year, and it's like, hey, can he do that again when he's 40? But you had Jack Flaherty that was out. You had uh, their closer that got hurt. I mean, they had a lot of pitchers who were hurt, especially in the – I think at one point they were missing their top three or four uh, pitchers in their starting rotation. Now, if the Cardinals stay healthy and maybe the Brewers lose a guy or two – we might be talking about a really close race here, but I think barring injury, everything, uh, everything healthy. I think the Brewers have to be the favorite. And Hell yeah, dude! Obviously, Vegas is telling us that. Uh, so mm-hmm. RJ, you said you had it at eighty-eight and a half. Eighty-eight. Rowdy half. found it at Fanduel at eighty-nine and a half. Our guy Sportspad just hit me up. Sportspad, good morning. Uh, and what does the lock of the century say, Sportspad, for the over/under? He found it at GamingToday.com at eighty-eight and a half. Huh? There you go. So, Sports Pat, give me your lock of the century, over or under of 88 and a half wins for your Milwaukee Brewers. All right, boys. Take a little step back here. I put a Twitter poll out at Zone Madison I want to get to coming up. All right. All right. Think back to when you were a kid, what you wanted to be when you grew up. A little hint of the Twitter poll. I.e. shades of Devontae Adams of his presser yesterday. I wanted to be an astronaut. And then you realize space is fake, RJ. Yeah. yeah. Can't even get up there. No. Unbelievable. It's hard when the earth is flat. Yep. <laughs> the firmament stopping you from getting up there. You can't get into space even though the earth is flat. The firmament. It's like a globe. Yeah. It's a dome. It's a, we're domed in here. You know, look up the, um, uh, the, the army or the government nuked the sky. What was that operation called? Fishbowl? I think it was Operation Fishbowl where they nuked Starfish. the sky. Starfish. Where they nuked the sky. Talk a little more baseball. New rules out in Major League Baseball. The Shohei Otani rule is now uh, being what one of them is dubbed. But Rowdy, break it down a little bit for us with these uh, these couple new rules in Major League Baseball, my friend. Yeah, there were three more rules that they were agreed upon between Major League Baseball and the players. And one start of April, the month of April, since the lack of spring training and just the number of at bats and times players got out there. They're going to make the rosters 28-man rosters from April. Remember, dating back to last year, they increased the 25-man roster to 26 just in general. So now that 26 will be moved up to 28. I think that only benefits the Brewers. You look at a team that uh, Stearns loves to move like his bottom three or four relievers back and forth between AAA and Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. I think that only will bolster the Brewers' bullpen. We know that they like to go to him early. The other rule, which... I feel like some I feel like people are 50-50 on this rule. It's the ghost runner starting at second base in yeah. extra innings again. Mm-hmm. Using that as a way once again saying because players didn't have the normal amount of spring training and time to get ready that they don't want injuries and this solves the game ending quicker. And then the one that you were talking about Ebo, it's the one they're dubbing the Shohei Otani rule. It's the rule where a pitcher can remain as the DH even when they're done pitching. And now we're going to see that in both leagues since there's yeah, a universal, universal DH. DH. Yeah, uh, but how many pitchers can actually do that? Otani. Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani. Okay. It's that's, AKA, that's the, why they named it the Shohei Otani rule. Brandon Woodruff. it up because you said Brandon Woodruff, RJ. He hit a bomb off of yeah. Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. This is one thing that does hurt the Brewers a little bit. We talked about, I think it's more strategy when there's not... DH and no, there absolutely is. And we know that Craig Council setting aside going to going to the bullpen early is very good at manipulating the bullpen and mm-hmm. pinch hitters and, and all that stuff. Yeah. I think it hurts the Brewers because 
you think about this, the Brewers had a lot of pitchers that could hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had Hauser that could hit. Who had two? You was had, it Hauser or two bombs last year? You had, yeah. And it was off the same pitcher for the Marlins yeah. Yeah. in different series. <laughs> you had Lauer who can hit. He hit a home run. Yeah. We all know that Woodruff can hit. He hit a home run off of Clayton freaking Kershaw. In the NLCS. And we know that Corbin Burns can hit a little bit. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everybody in that rotation outside of Freddie Peralta could hit a little bit. <laughs> hit a little bit. And that's a, that's a huge hit advantage. A bit. If you think about it, all the other guys, most of the other (laughs) teams, their pitchers are giving you absolutely nothing in the nine hole. Brewers were getting a little bit of something from their, their pitchers. Well, now it's going to be a universal DH. So now you have to find a a DH. I will say this though. I think I would take in, in some games, I think I would take the four starting pitchers for the Milwaukee Brewers being Lauer, Hauser, Woodruff, and Burns over Jackie Bradley Jr. In a lot of games last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> a guy that was legitly a player in the field who was hitting like 160. And saw that. So and man. they traded him away. And That's they got uh, Hunter Renfro, who's now going to make about seven and a half yep. million dollars this year. I think his R projection was about seven million. Yeah. For Jackie Bradley Jr who was going to make nine and a half, and he had an option for the following year. Our guy Stearns wow. at it again. Big wow. Hit a little bit. And basically, if Renfro comes in and plays like he did the last few years, he's going to basically replace Avisel Garcia and potentially even have more pop. Yeah. Hell of a deal. Hell of a deal. What Way to go, Stearns. Hell of a deal. Hit a little bit. Hit a little bit. Of- the Green Bay Packers uh, definitely have a wide receiver problem. Um, they, I mean, the number one right now is what, Alan Lazard or maybe the ghost of Randall Cobb, essentially? It's probably one of those two at the moment. Yeah, so the Packers need to be doing something, and there's no way the wide receiver room right now is going to look like what it's going to look when the season starts. If it does, then you have then reason having, to scream and, and you know grab your pitchforks and go after Goody. Yeah, then we're going to have some problems. Uh, they just signed, if you missed it, the Green Bay Packers have a new addition on the defensive line. Jaron Reed coming from the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, he's been inked up by the Packers. That's a nice little something in the interior to go along with Kenny Clark. Uh, but, Rowdy, real quick, before we get into the wide receiver fiasco with the Green Bay Packers and someone they potentially could have had, according to a former NFL player and now a scout for the Rams, uh, contracts with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, the Packers, we've been talking about this and kind of following the Green Bay Packers Oof, what, since probably the start of February and all the moves that they could potentially make or have made. Now, we know, obviously, in the last week, you just talked about it. They signed Reed. You signed Reader. Big Bob Tunyon. And you signed Rasul Douglas. Now, none and of those... they're in the market for MVS. None of, none of those guys, the official monies have come out. Now, I know when I say official, I'm talking about against the salary cap. Yeah. Because Rasul Douglas came out, what, three years 21 million, so you'd say, hey, about $7 million a year. But how? we don't know exactly how much goes towards the cap. And if you saw Bob Tunyon came out to one year, a little over $3 million, and then the read numbers have not come out yet. But you can't imagine that those guys combined against the cap would be more than $15 million. No, yeah, totally. And so, the the Devonte Adams trade carved out an extra twenty point two million that the Packers already had on the books that were obviously for Devonte Adams. So that helped that that probably allowed them to go out and sign the Tunyons, the Rasul Douglas, and obviously Reeds of the world. 
But now you look at what the Green Bay Packers have in their roster and what they can do. Did you hear about the one of the financial things that occurred that had hit, I guess you would say, on the Packers roster? I believe it was yesterday. No, what's that? So it, Mercedes Lewis, oh, his, his roster bonus, roster bonus officially hit. hit yesterday, which means probably pretty likely that uh, Mercedes Lewis will be on the team next year. Yeah. Because they paid him out $2 million for that bonus. And now I don't think they'd just be throwing $2 million around just because. Yeah. And on his deal, I believe it was like 4.6 million left. But with that $2 million, well, it's almost 3 million. It looks like for his route 2.78. Am I reading that right? For his roster bonus, whatever. And though the thing was, he was one of the guys left that you could either cut restructure or ask to take a pay cut. Well, they paid him out his roster bonus now, if you were going to retool Mercedes Lewis's <laughs> money, it doesn't make much sense to, because I think at the most, when I was looking into it, you could only save about a million dollars. If you cut him after the June 1st date, you could save like, I think it was two-ish million dollars. So there wasn't, there isn't a ton of money anymore to be had in restructuring Mercedes Lewis. And with that roster. Sure hitting I feel like he's going to be on the roster he's now probably a part of your uh, tight end room hey makes Rogers happy right they're buddies and he's he could throw a mean block here and there and he'll catch like four passes and it'll be cool and then just when don't you, fumble it yeah then when you need him most he'll fumble just it don't but, fumble it Mercedes but like the, they're starting to exhaust like some of the things that the Green Bay Packers can do roster wise to actually save more money and and obviously they're getting closer and closer to that number of salary cap when they have signed some of these guys. Some of the other moves that uh, have yet to be made outside of Mercedes Lewis, because, like, again, I said, right now, if they restructure them, they could save about a million dollars. Yeah, Mason Crosby, if you cut them, it's about $2.5 If you did a total restructure, I think you save about $3 million. And then outside of that, I believe it's just an extension for Jair Alexander, which could carve out yeah, depending depending on the structure of it and the money and how they do it, you could say between I think it was six and nine million dollars mm-hmm. within an extension for Alexander. And the only other one that I've been seeing out there that you can really mess with anyone's contracts was Alan Lazard. Now that he has signed that the restricted free agent deal, you could restructure and move around money in his contract. Other than that, though. Packers pretty close to out of moves to free up money. Oh, I forgot one. Oh. Dean Lowry. Oh, the, he's, the mean Dean. He's another guy that Deaner. if you cut him, you're paying him about $8 million. If you cut him, you're saving about $4 million. But is it really worth it to save $4 million to cut Dean Lowry after you added Reed and now you have Reed Clark and Lowry on the defensive line. That's a lot better defensive line than what it was with uh, the likes of Tyler Lancaster. Yep, yep. I, I feel and like Reader. it's just not worth it, don't you think? Especially the last two years that Dean Lowry has played, he's played decently well. He's been, yeah, he's been serviceable. So I think Available they actually, serviceable. I think they actually keep him. I don't think they cut Dean Lowry. But if you look at the rest of those moves, the Dean and Reed connection, Rowdy. At, at the most, I don't, I don't think they could. Uh, f- I think at the least, if they did everything, they could free up ten million. Probably at the most, if they did all those moves, they could probably free up thirteen, maybe okay. fourteen million. And I know right now, Russ and Rowdy Ball, despite where they are with those contracts, and we don't know the exact figures on how they go against the salary cap. If you guess that they're around fifteen million, they probably have about five million extra. Mm-hmm. But they like to take about five million yeah, extra draft. to the regular. S- well, that, season. yeah, and you got to send your draft. I believe picks. the draft is already built into those. Oh, numbers. is it okay? But yeah, there's. 
if they want to sign pretty much anyone else, they probably are going to have to dig back into the Jair Alexander or yeah. some of those other moves. So then there's this when it comes to signing people, Rowdy. Um, obviously, Devontae Adams is now a Las Vegas Raider. Oof, that receiver room, man. The receiver room right now is pretty suspect. It's it's going to change. There's no doubt about it. They have draft capital. Uh, they're in the market for a veteran wide receiver. There's a lot of vets out there that have got some, you know, some, some name power. Uh, but, Rowdy, one of those names... And this comes from the herd with Colin Coward. I like Colin Coward. A lot of people. I are, think he's very good at his job. Yeah, I like I like Coward. You don't have to agree with him all the no, time. No, no, exactly. But here's the thing: just because you don't agree with someone on everything doesn't mean you have to like hate them. Like you can easily. I've broken the conditioning where if some I don't agree with something, I can still listen to what they have to say without losing my mind, flying off the handle. But I like Colin Cowturd. I do like Coward once in a while. And uh, on his show, is this from? This was Monday afternoon. Monday afternoon. So I was sitting there uh, eating eating lunch, messing with some of the March Madness brackets, right? And I, I just kind of had it on as background noise. Yeah. And all of a sudden I heard this, and it kind of piqued my interest because we've been talking about it. The wide receiver room is Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Amari Rogers, Malik Taylor, Juwan Winfrey. Winfrey, and Randall Cobb is a shell of what he was getting older in the last year of his contract. Yep. Lazard's on a one-year deal. The lizard man. Amari Rogers was not very good. Malik Taylor has been oft injured the last couple of years, even though he showed some promise in preseason. And Jawan Ridenfree I think he caught has, like three balls and I think, I think uh, he fumbled, fumbled on one or two of them and he had a drop. I think if you were to ask most Packer fans who Jawan Winfrey is, they'd say, was that the sequel to Jawan a man? Like who? <laughs> like who's Jawan Winfrey? And me and a buddy were actually talking about what the Packers could potentially do with some of those free agents. It was actually the same day, Ebo, that we were going through the would you sign them or not with like the Julio Jones, Cole Beasley, like some of those Give guys me the bees that, we knees. Were, that we were talking about. Woo, Beasley. And he had Bring actually brought up that he thought a pretty good fit for the Green Bay Packers, and I agreed with him on this, was Robert Woods. Because if you remember, Robert Woods uh, coming out of USC, Rams obviously had him pretty damn good receiver. Not only was he effective in the slot, but you could uh, yeah, throw him out wide. He did tear his ACL this year with the Rams, kind of forgotten about because of all the success the Rams had. Cooper Cup obviously was amazing. Mm-hmm. You signed um, or you traded for Odell Beckham Jr., and th- that was a team that, you know, he was kind of forgot about. Well, he was available on the trading block, and when Colin Coward had TJ Hushmanzada on, and he said this, it perked my interest, and I, I had to go turn it up. Yeah, so here's uh, the clip with TJ Hushmanzada talking about. The Packers could have had Robert Woods. Is that essentially the gist of it before I hit play? Yeah, basically it was with Allen Robinson now signing with the Rams, them already having Cooper Cup, and Odell Beckham is kind of a question mark at this point. He is a free agent, but could he come back to the Rams for super cheap? Yeah. This was what they ended up uh, talking about with the Robert Woods. You take a listen. So it's interesting. When the Rams went, and I'll throw a theory at you. So when the Rams got Allen Robinson, wide receiver, people went, why? And this is my theory. Why? Because the Rams knew Robinson, to, in their offense, probably a little quicker than Robert Woods, and Robert's good. But if they brought Allen Robinson in, they could control where Robert Woods goes. And they didn't want him going to the Packers, for hmm. instance. So once Devontae Adams leaves Green Bay and they get Allen Robinson... There's no number one on the market. And they trade Woods over to the AFC so Green Bay doesn't get him. Because I look at Green Bay this morning. TJ, they don't have a one. They don't have a two. An executive told me this weekend that most of their receivers 
that'll be threes would be four on other top teams. Yes, Rowdy. So what he said there makes total sense to me, Colin Coward, that is, that they didn't want to obviously trade him to a team that they'd be competing against for a Super Bowl. We know that the Rams have been kind of all in for a while. They just signed Stafford to an extension. Yep. And it would make make a ton of sense for the Packers to want to go get him if they were going to take a shot, but he ended up getting traded to the Tennessee Titans for a six round pick. So the Titans end up getting rid of Julio Jones, who is like a lot of like casual fans will just scream well, Julio sign Julio, Julio, even though he's been hurt in a shell of what he was. The Titans ended up deciding that they were going to cut Julio Jones and trade a six round pick for Robert Woods. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. But this was how uh Hushman's responded. What does green Bay do now at wide receiver draft and cross your fingers. Pretty much in the, the I applaud the Rams because I, when they signed Allen Robinson, I actually got on the phone with Robert Woods. And uh, what they did for him, it was they worked with him. Where would you like to go? And Green Bay was one of those teams. And so Green Bay, I'll yeah. just say this, Green Bay has nobody but themselves to blame that they don't have Robert Woods. I'll just say that. I'm going to pause it for a second. Green Bay has no one to blame but themselves for not getting a new number one in Robert Woods. Yeah, and now would Robert Woods be a true number one in the sense of the Julio Jones in his prime or the Devontae Adams? No, but like the last Packers year? he would be. But he's a clear cut, if healthy, the number one on this team. No doubt. And for a sixth, or even if you had to bump it up to a fifth round pick, easy. that's a steal. That's easy. The only thing that uh, I can think of is the fact that they were scared about him tearing his ACL and when he would have been ready. Yeah, there's, there's more from Hoosman's out I think there's a little more. Um, wow. Tennessee was one of the teams that we discussed um, that we felt like was a good fit for Robert. Such a good dude, but the way that the Rams organization handled this, working with him and his agent to put him in a place that he felt comfortable in, you got to applaud them, and, and that's why they win. That's why they're winning. That's why people want to play for those guys. They worked with him, and you know how hard that is. You win a Super Bowl. You were a part of the culture to turn that franchise and organization around. They sign your replacement, then they have to get on the phone and work with you to find a team that you feel yeah. is best for you moving forward. But, yes, Green Bay was one of those teams, and, again, they have nobody to blame but themselves that they didn't uh, trade for him. Wow. So T.J. Hoosman's out also a scout for the L.A. Rams. Yeah, he's like an up-and-coming scout, obviously longtime player for the Bengals, an NFL player. But that – That's crazy. That, to me, signals – and he said it early in his clip – they have to be thinking they're going drafting. And I I would have to say with having five – that's kind of concerning. Yeah, five picks in the top 93 this year. I wouldn't be surprised if they have two picks in the first three rounds go receiver, receiver. That's pretty because, ballsy, though. Well, think about what they did. They went out and signed a defensive uh, lineman to help Kenny Clark. Mm-hmm. That's a veteran. Yep. They've went out and so far added tight ends, as in they kept Mercedes they, Lewis. Tunyon. They re-signed Tunyon. Now they're in the market for MVS. They're like percolated See, by MVS. Is he a number one? He's, absolutely not. He's I think, fast. I think they're just saying, yeah, we're in the market on you, as in, a.k.a. we're interested. Let's see what the rest of the squads out there can do. Like, kind of just to keep their... Uh, kind of just to keep themselves in it. I don't think they're really in it. I think yeah. they're just, in case the price comes down, they'll be like, hey, hey. we're here. But yeah, they signed Reed. You got a defensive guy uh, on the defensive line to help out Kenny Clark. You signed Tunyon. 
you it looks like when you pay a Mercedes Lewis his signing bonus and roster bonus that he's going to be on the roster next year and you sign Rasul Douglas so now you got three pretty good corners I feel like it's it's setting up for this draft it's got to be at least probably two receivers in the first five rounds because why would you not take Robert Woods for a fifth or sixth round pick like the Titans did yeah he's coming off of a knee but he tore that knee when was that uh, October, November, I want to say. It wasn't like it was a super late tear like a Bakhtiari where he might be out for the whole year. He probably plays at least half the year. The only thing I, I would think of is that it wasn't the draft capital that they were worried about giving up. It had to either be the money against the salary cap and or they didn't think he'd really be ready to play. So the Packers have no one to blame but themselves for not getting Robert Woods. Says TJ Hoosman's out a scout for the LA Rams where Robert Woods comes from. Wow. A little bit uh, Milwaukee Bucks chatter here. What a domination last night by the deer over the Chicago Bulls. Oh, my God. Absolutely throttled. No Chris Middleton last night. Sorry, Rowdy. I know you love yourself some cash money. No Chris Middleton last night. No problem, though. As the deer, Drew Holiday scores 27 points. Giannis Dendekumbo, 25. The bench, 43 126 to 98. What an ass whooping by the Milwaukee Bucks. They're now two games back of the Miami Heat for the number one seed. As Philadelphia, the 76ers, they're the three seed, uh, let's see, two and a half games back. The Celtics are the four seed. The Bulls, the fifth. The Cavs, believe it or not, actually a decent year this year, sixth. Raptors, seventh. Nets, eight. Did you see that the, what was it, the mayor of New York said sports figures in New York are going to have to wait their turn? For the if you're not jabbed, if you're a pure blood, you got to wait your turn. Yeah, well, he's an idiot. I did see C- that Bill Michaels was in the house for the Chicago Bulls and the Milwaukee Bucks game last. Yeah, I saw night. the big unit was in there. I'm sure he's going to have some good stories about it. Um, I think the Bud Light or the Budweiser Bud Light Suite, excuse me. Uh, Do you remember in. at the beginning of the season when Brooke Lopez obviously wasn't playing, and I think was it Holiday was a little banged up and. Bucks were struggling a little bit. They're kind of like playing five like seed. 500 basketball. Yeah. Now look at them. Especially right out of the gates, and people were kind of worried about it. Now look at them, Rowdy. I think there's. Yeah. When I yeah. think about the NBA, and I know you're a musical guy and you like to equate it to like music. You and know, I love my music. Blah, blah, blah. My NBA, I guess it would be kind of almost like a cover for Green Day. But instead of wake me up when September ends, it's wake me up when March ends. Once we get to April and it's that last couple of weeks of the NBA season and you start the playoffs, the Bucks, yeah, they didn't come out of the gates hot. Yeah, there's been times in the season it's not where about how you start, Robbie. you know, it's they didn't necessarily play their best basketball. But hey, they got Lopez back for the most part. They're getting healthier there's and 10? they're starting to round into shape, yeah. as in being a. Pat Connaughton's back. They're an East contender. Pat Connaughton, there's 10 games left in the regular season. Can you believe that? And then the playoffs go all the way to like mid-June. Wake me up when March ends. 10 games left, but we'll have to wait till like mid-June to crown a champion of the NBA. Hey, that's better than when it was like, wasn't it late July, early August? (laughs) The year that the uh, Lakers won in the bubble? (laughs) Fake championship, indeed. Yeah, Pat Connaughton back. He uh, pitched in 14 off the bench. The bench was huge for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, the Bucks, a winner's seven of their last ten. And again, two games behind the Heat with ten to go for the number one seed. They'll host the Washington Wizards at the Pfizer Forum on Thursday. Our girl, Bonnie Olsen, 
voice of Wisconsin volleyball, women's basketball here in Wisconsin. She also uh, jumped in for men's basketball last season. Bonnie is going to be the voice of the Milwaukee Bucks for the PA a Thursday night, so that's cool for her. Uh, but out of this game, Rowdy, I wanted to ask you a question, but before we do that, uh, good morning. Who's this? ZMD. Yo, what up, Z? Not much. Hey, you're really thirsty for those Greta Van Fleet tickets yesterday. Um, you never responded <laughs> back. They canceled their uh, their tour or a couple dates. I had a double research that I was just didn't think they. I thought you were messing with me a little Z, bit. Z, I if I'm anything, I I'm not a liar. Answer. Well, I thought you were just playing with me, but yeah, they did, and that kind of hurts. But you know, you could have put an impromptu one on at the Cole Center. You got the you can you can you got the pinch your nuggets to get that voice up high. Yeah, Cam. See, there there it is. <laughs> But um, if I had to equate the Bucks to, I would, instead of a musical, I would go movie. Uh, I think I've seen parts of it at Reindeer Games, where <laughs> it's a build-up. You know, you're like, kind of watch the movie. You're like, okay, what's going on here? You're trying to figure it out. Then you get to that march, and that's that like the, the plot. I think so. And the plot thickens, and you're like, oh, gosh. And then obviously the ending would be June. And you're like, oh, this either was a good movie or a bad movie. And so that's what I would equate it to. Reindeer um, games. Oh, because yep. of, of the deer? I get it. Okay. I understand. Yeah. yeah um, I see. See, I get it. Yeah. There we go. Yep. Yep. And then I was going to say Jurassic Park, but that's more of a Raptors thing. But um, <laughs> we would, uh, if I had to say what I wanted to grow up. Yeah. When, it, it when you want to grow up, what do you want to be? Uh, it's kind of weird, but I wanted to be a history teacher. And then <laughs> down the road, more of a sports history teacher. Oh, sp- oh I, okay. Sports history teacher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, maybe you could just be a gym teacher and pepper in some sports, you know, history facts along the way. I wouldn't mind being a gym teacher, but I feel like... Ebo, it's I physical would... educator. Sorry, sorry. Physical education. My apologies. Yeah. Remember... Trust me, quad... I have this discussion with friends that are gym teachers. <laughs> <laughs> physical education teachers, yep. Um, but yeah, I would, I would sports history. I think I would want to go with, or just history in general, just because my grandpa, a uh, huge influence in my life, always had the history channel on. And for some reason I'd watch it with him sometimes. And oh, if you want, if the history channel, the history channel peaked when ancient aliens would be crushing on there. That's true. That's <laughs> true. That, that's true history right there, baby. With that guy and his crazy hair. Yeah. The, uh, Giorgio, that was his name. Uh, something like that. Greek. You can call him uh, aliens. Uh, Giannis is the Greek freak, and this Georgia guy is the alien Greek freak. Yeah. The Greek alien freak. The the Greek alien freak. Speaking of Bonnie, you should probably have her on tomorrow and just go over the names with her just one more time before she gets on the was I was planning on just that, so I'm going to get in Bonnie's here and get her on here tomorrow. Otherwise, uh, good luck to Bonnie, and I'll talk to you later, boys. See you, Zia. Much love, baby. Love. Yep. All right, so last night at the Bucks game. Now Serge Ibaka is a new addition for the Milwaukee or newer addition, I should say, for the Milwaukee yeah, Bucks. That was right before the trade deadline, right? Yep. He's been doing pretty good. Pretty damn good for the deer. Yeah, and, he's got him surging. <laughs> and then you know, this guy scores a lot, but mostly off the court. Tristan Thompson. He's got more kids with more women than maybe uh, Antonio Cromartie. Possibly. Chloe Kardashian keeps. I actually feel like okay. Chloe Kardashian keeps coming back for more though. If they, if they, or he keeps coming back the for NBA more. The and other. they changed like the hoops. You know how like growing up, some people had like um, 
not necessarily like those super nice hoops, but they might have been the ones where you fill it up with water and put some like rocks and stuff on the back of it. Yeah. They're kind of like the plastic hoops. Yeah. He would absolutely dominate plastic. That guy is all over the plastic. Oh my God, I know. He he he's got some kind of weird fetish for plastic, I think. Like, you know, they say there's like a, a plastic garbage patch floating outside of uh in the ocean like the size of Texas. The second biggest one actually resides in LA and it's called the Kardashian patch. Oh, I thought you were going to go somewhere else. I thought you said the biggest patch of um plastic? Plastic in the ocean that looks like Texas. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say that was just Kim Kardashian's ass. <laughs> Only when she goes swimming. <laughs> no, but e- easy. No, but yeah, the second biggest. Yeah, I don't uh, need Kanye coming after me. Yeah, he's after Skeet Davidson right now. Oh, by the way, Kanye not allowed to perform at the Grammys anymore. Free Kanye. I love me some Kanye. But Rowdy. Uh, Remember when he freaked out on Taylor Swift? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you finish, Taylor. I'm going to let you finish. No, but yeah, Tristan Thompson, prolific at scoring. He would once scored a lot on the court. No, more so off the court. You know that when LeBron's not championing, for you to be on the end of his bench as an old, you know, an older yeah. player, you're washed. Yeah. Cause, cause mostly if you have just a little bit of uh juice left in the, the fruit, LeBron will squeeze it and, and make sure that uh, you can sit on his bench and win championships. Either he's done or he's not friends with LeBron. Well, the only juice, he'd be a Laker. the only juice getting squeezed now, Rowdy, uh, Tristan Thompson actually just had another kid, but with his personal, tr- uh, uh, his, was it his trainer? It was someone that was like some secret girlfriend. They have a kid. I don't know if you know this. On not. the next episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, I'm sure they'll talk about it. So yeah, so Chloe's coming back, but yeah, he had another kid with someone else. That I mean, that's his mo. But last night, anyways, enough about <laughs> the second largest plastic patch in uh, L.A. That's the Kardashians. Tristan Thompson with the Chicago Bulls uh, had a little run in of Serge Ibaka. These two know each other very well. They've been at some Eastern Conference battles against one another in the playoffs. Tristan Thompson is not the one. He's not the one. So he's not going to back down from anybody. Now, Tristan Thompson, they say, not going to back down. Serge Ibaka, not going to back down. I would probably say the same about Serge. Those are two uh, hard-headed young men. I don't know how young they are anymore, but Rowdy, when if you were to uh, handicap a fight, Tristan Thompson v. Serge Ibaka. Who would you lean that you would uh, put your money on to win said fight? Well, you know how a lot of times when you're looking at the quote-unquote tail of the tape, yeah, you got to go with height, you got to go with uh, weight, and then you have to go with the reach? Yep. Both of these guys are extremely tall. Mm-hmm. Both of them, <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say, are extremely long in the arms. <laughs> Tristan Thompson I think is- Thompson's got some weight on Serge. Tristan Thompson, 6'9", Serge Ibaka, 6'10". So there's maybe a little more reach for Serge. I feel like Serge would wipe the floor with Tristan Thompson. That's just me, though. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think Tristan Thompson has a little bit of weight on him. I just feel like the L.A. and the uh, Kardashian lifestyle would make you a little soft. And Serge is in Milwaukee now. Yeah, but you have to think about one thing for Tristan Thompson. I'm sure he could call in a celebrity like trainer, not not the one he has a kid with, <laughs> but the celebrity trainer of J.R. Smith. Oh, we've seen he was teammates with in Cleveland. We've seen him throw some punches. Don't ever try to steal his car. Nope, don't do it because he'll knock you out right on the street. I think he's got the upper hand in, in trainers. He's got two type of trainers: the one he makes love with, and the other <laughs> one he makes fights with. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, that's funny. That's oh, what happened there. That's funny, Rowdy. <laughs> Two types of trainers. <laughs> Uh, in a Kanye West off of the album Life of Pablo, he talks about how Matt Barnes drove about 30 hours to go fight a dude who was pl- sleeping with his wife. Yeah, Matt Barnes has some uh, stories. I don't know who Matt Barnes inside would be on no, Surge. It was, or... um... it was uh, uh, Derek Fisher. Yeah, Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher was the getting with Matt Barnes' wife. The old Laker. Matt Barnes drove like cross country almost to go beat. The hell! Remember Derek, oh, Fisher, Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher was coaching. Yeah, and, and Matt Barnes was gonna go fight him. Yeah, and he was like, Matt Barnes, if I remember correctly, was still playing at the time, and Derek Fisher had retired and went into coaching. Yeah, and they were like technically playing each other, but like coaching slash playing against each other, and there was like beef there. It just turns out that someone else was dribbling a different type of ball, and Matt Barnes didn't like it. And Kanye West has a song about it where he's gonna drive thirty hours to go whip some ass. I don't know if Tristan Thompson would have Kanye on his side instead of the two types of trainers. I don't know who would be on Serge's so side. this conversation started out as <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks, Chicago Bulls. Yeah. And I think it kind of turned into the next episode of, like, NBA Wags. <laughs> totally. The wives and girlfriends of the NBA. Yeah.